Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. <laughs> okay, good. Wait, that was... <laughs> that was... <laughs> well, I guess we know the tone of this episode. <laughs> what up? I'm just hey, in a Jethro. good mood, that's all. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you been? You been good? Real good. Everyone, <laughs> listen to Future Crib. Get that out of the way right now. Uh, I, I, he, he put me on them just like five minutes ago. They're rad. But I think we're gonna talk to somebody related to you. You, you can, you can explain it better than I can. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get my, my dear friend. And incredibly, incredibly, amazingly talented photographer, Lindsay Shambly, on the podcast in the future. Uh, she came down from Alexandria, Louisiana, to New Orleans to shoot Future Crib at Casa Gasa. And Future Crib and Lindsay stayed over with us, and we all hung out, and it was great. And I told Jethro, Jethro also, some of you may know, some of you may not know, um, is a photographer. And... I told Jethro that watching Lindsay edit photos, I just gained such a better understanding and appreciation for photography as an art form because the vast majority of people now have a high definition camera that we walk around with in our pocket all the time. But there's such a, this is what Lindsay said she uh, in one of her classes, there's such a large difference between taking a picture and making a photograph. And I saw that very starkly when I was watching her edit photos, my watch alarm, uh, watching her edit photos because the, the moment, one of the moments, this is kind of all I'll say, cause I will talk about it more whenever, whenever she's on, but one of the real moments of just awe at her work was we were flipping through all these photos, which were amazing. So we got in the car on the way home from the concert and she said, oh, well, I didn't get, I don't know if I got any good pictures. They're all kind of okay, but I need to, I need to edit them because I can, so I can see what they're, what they're like after I edit them. Um, and we're sitting looking at all these pictures and every single one is amazing. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just astounded. They're all so, so, so amazing. And she was like, nope, 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 nope. Well, nope, she, nope. once she was, when she was editing them, she was happier with how they turned out. Um, but what really struck me was she had some of these pictures of Johnny, who's, uh, sometimes the lead singer future crib used to be Johnny's solo project. Um, or he recorded the first album. I believe this may not be correct. Johnny, if you hear this, reach out to me and correct me if this is wrong. Um, <laughs> and join the podcast. Maybe we're good. <laughs> We'll see. Okay. Hopefully. Um, recorded the first project by himself, but she took these pictures of him making guac in our kitchen. We made some late night guac. And so I, we saw all the pictures from the concert and then these pictures of Johnny. And then there's a picture of Felix with one of the other band members, Noah, in the living room playing music. And the picture looked like Felix. Like even if Felix, ha even, even if Felix had not been in the picture... I could tell because of the, just the, the ambiance, the colors were more neutral. 
kind of brown and warm. It, it just, it, I could tell it was Felix. And I was just. Because of the editing floored. style of the photo. Yeah, she made the photo look like Felix. I mean, it was a picture of Felix, but the whole but it, photo mm-hmm. looked like consist. There was something that was consistent with who Felix is, who, who, who yes. I know Felix to be as a musician and as a person. Yes. Um, I yeah. and I think seeing those two photos juxtaposed, seeing her edit them in real time and describe what she's thinking. You know, this photo is edited in a less maybe stylistic way to more honestly encapsulate the feeling of a candid moment or an action or something that was kind of interesting or funny that happened. So it doesn't need to, the picture itself doesn't need as much kind of additional highlighting the things that are already in the photo rather than creating more of a unique composition from a photo that has potential to turn into something else um, by bringing out different colors or, or changing it to black and white or something like that. Right, right. Um, and I think I never thought of it so in depth compared to just looking at a photo and being, "Wow, this is awesome." Yeah. But we'll talk like, about we'll talk about it all more. Yeah, when, and when I guess gone. I'll give a little bit of yeah. what I because I grappled with that too. I was like, I feel like photography is like the least artistic part of the art world because it's so easy, relative because everyone can do it. But I, I I reframed it recently and was like, <laughs> reframe. But I reframed it recently into two separate, I think two separate part. A photography is two different art things. One is the composition and the framing of the initial picture, right? So that's when you're out and about or if you're doing a studio shoot, the setup is equally as artistic. The shot itself might be instant, but the setup takes a really long time. And there's, I was uh, watching how uh, an abstract painter was doing art and literally 90% of the time, she's doing everything but the actual art piece and is prepping, she's stretching canvas, she's framing things. And I'm like, when are you actually gonna do the, the, the art part? And she's like, well, this is the art part. You know, it's the stuff that no one sees. Um, and then the second half, I think, of like the art form of photography is turning that framed image that you made um, and creating the, I guess you use the ambiance that you would desire, um, depending on what it is. And it can invoke different meanings and different feelings and different emotions based off of how you do it. Um, and, and I think, I think there are some, I think in all art forms. So there are some that are pretty, uh, you know, there's a strict route that you can go down, right. Where you have to follow strict rules and stuff like that. And especially if you're doing a commission or if you're, uh, turning it in for a professional project, it's like, yeah, you have to adhere to certain rules. But then there are certain times, and in photography we call it editorial photos, which are more like, they're not the photos that are like anyone can take, classic wedding photos. Not saying anyone can take, but it's like your own personal spin on an art piece. Um, and you can start to look, I, you can get to a point where you'll look at a photo and you'll know who took it because yeah, that's, it's so- that's exactly- yeah, yeah, it so directly represents their editing style that it cannot replicate anybody else, and it's like, yeah, that's art, and it's uh, it's a really beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, and I definitely, I definitely felt that more. It's all probably good for us to talk about it a little bit because she'll try to belittle her own abilities and talent. Yeah, exactly. Now she on. can't. Now she can't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, I said she was really reminding me of Felix in the way that she goes about creating because i was talking about 
oh, you know, have you ever thought about selling your, your presets on light, like your Lightroom presets or something? Because I know that's a thing that some photographers do mm-hmm. in terms of a, a source of income. Um, and she said, well, the thing is, I edit each picture differently. So there's not really, there, I don't have any, you know, go-to setting of any sort or anything like that. Um, but I still think, I mean, it's just, it could even be a pack or something of these photos. These are the settings or something. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's to just, I don't know. It's, it reminds me of the uniqueness of Felix's songwriting. Um, and then I just started drawing all these analogies to, to music to help me better conceptualize art in general or photography in general as art and different types of photographers and just the different tools you're talking about Adobe being the pro tools of photography, pro tools being the kind of industry standard music production software um, for, for recording studios. And, um, you know, her photography being almost like our music and someone who is an EDM producer being like an artist who uses Blender to create 3D NFT art <laughs> or something. <laughs> You know, it's because it's it's still a visual medium, but in terms of knowing how to create something, um, it's 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 not necessarily kind of capturing the moment in the same way. But it's I don't know. It's still still creating a visual art, just like someone who produces EDM. It's still it's still music, and there's still elements right. of melody and songwriting right. that that are there's overlap. Right. Um, but it can be viewed as so so very different. Right. And I think that's the beauty of when different art mediums kind of cross over or interact with each other, because you get to understand how deep art can actually be. Um, I know, like, uh, so much of art has evolved to the point where we no longer need to do the really old forms of art, you know? Uh, Like, obviously, people still go back to film and people still go back to, you know, what it was before, but I would say that it's you're you are still an artist if you are still taking a photo and wanting to make it something you know so as technology evolves our art evolves too but it i don't think it diminishes what it means to be an artist to yourself if it's something i there was a quote that one of that someone said me and it said to me and they they said that uh an artist is someone who says yes to themselves um in the sense that they allow their, they lean into their heart and they allow it to express to the world. And, and, and it doesn't have to be, and, and then that extended my concept of art past what we consider art, which is art, painting, yeah. photography, music. And it was like in everything. Um, even in a math problem, there's art there uh, in some way. If someone's pouring their soul into it, and then it's in, and it's imbued with their essence. I know that sounds super cliche, but I think I think uh, like we are meant to create, right? We are meant to make things, um, and so I think kind of like pushing the boundary of art and its definition. I think is is like super important and I think we're seeing it more often now with a lot of fusions right like like a lot of musicians now are like you can visual genre less almost because it's like oh in terms of music they make yeah 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 right like 
they combine different genres or they do all different kinds of genres and you can't really limit them to one anymore. But also they're incorporating visual things too. Visual and, yeah. and then the, the art, the music becomes more than just the, the listening part of it, but all of it. Um, and so to encapsulate it all is, I think, a really cool thing about art in general. We are talking about art now, Josh. <laughs> I know we. <laughs> I mean, we might. We're not well. going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, the thing is, is like we. Uh, it was funny at the beginning of this episode before we started. We were like, "Yeah, we're going to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it later with like artist friends." And now we just like. It's just went, so fresh, you know. It just happened two it. nights ago. It's just so exciting. But I can. Future Crib is so good. Go see them live. <laughs> They're going to be on tour with Lunar Vacation this summer. Please go see them live. Do yourself a favor. Amazing. Nice. Amazing. But speaking, but speaking of art <laughs> and music and that, um, the thing I wanted to talk about today was big life decisions, I guess. Um, and I think so often in my life, I've been thinking like three months ahead, a month ahead, two months ahead, five months ahead. And all of a sudden, I'm at a point in life where it's like I'm making decisions that will change my life for the next two years, for the next five years, right? What city do you decide to live in? What job do you s decide to take, right? Um, how many hours do you want to work? And I realize that making decisions on a whim is not, I've made mistakes and I've made decisions on whims and then I've regretted it and taken it back. Um, but the idea of um, the importance of the actions you make now and how they will affect your future. Uh, I have found myself not at a crossroads, but at a really exciting juncture in my life where uh, I will have the opportunity to kind of, I don't know how vague or how specific I should go because it's still in its nascent stages. So I don't want to like speak something into existence that is not yet there. Um, but I, I, I basically, Josh, Josh and I consider ourselves, well, I don't want to speak for him, but I, like, I wanted to be someone who was like a jack of all trades, like a generalist who could do everything. Um, but it spread myself too thin. And so my initial job, like out of college when I graduated, was freelancing and just working for a bunch of different projects. Um, and I thought that was it. That was so fun. That was so exciting. Um, and it was freeing, for sure. Uh, but I also think I am missing out on the opportunity to engage with a specific community or a, a specific company or a specific group for an extended period of time to learn um, and, I, and to just sit down and, and be somebody who takes in from, from experts and leaders in the craft that I want to do, which is pretty much uh, business management for artists, I, I think that is something that for me has really resonated with me, um, especially because it's really hard <laughs> to do art and the business side of art at the same time, because it kind of, in my opinion, it can muddy your own work. Um, it can compromise what you truly want to do, uh, and it takes things away. And then so people don't really get to pursue their art because it doesn't make them money. Um, 
And I think I kind of want to bridge that gap and be able to allow people to create freely while being able to um, live easily, if you will. Uh, and I, like I said, it's in its early stages. And so it's not something that's generating me my sense of living either. Um, so it was, I, there's a lot of, wow, I'm all over the place, but I think there's a lot of conflict in my head because it's like, okay, I really want to do this. I know it's going to take a lot of time, but I also want to do all these other things. And now I'm at a crossroads where I have to go. I think I have to say no to certain things and, and think about it longer and not just jump. Um, and I think in my desire to be a generalist and help and impact a lot of people, I realize that it's, it might not be the most effective thing all the time because I'm not giving myself 100% to any one thing. Um, and I think that I, uh, you know, when I reflect back on my life, I think I've hurt more people than helped them because of that. That I spread myself too thin with friends or I spread myself too thin uh, with subjects in school or I spread myself too thin with um, different events or different activities. Um, and so then I would make false promises, under deliver and kind of hurt them in that way. And I've made those mistakes and I have still made those mistakes. Um, but learning now that it's like, oh my gosh, these, uh, these will have very long-term consequences. Um, and yeah, like I've lost very important relationships in my life because of that. Um, And this is, I guess this is me saying like, yeah, it is important to think longer or else you'll be like me and like be in the pain and suffering of over delivering and feeling terrible afterwards. This was not very coherent or fluent for my standards. Um, but I think um, part of Upward Together is showing you where it is, where I am and Josh is in our in our lives realistically, and that's where I am. Uh, Josh and I get to do this and talk, um, but outside of it, I'm still trying to figure life out and figure out what I want to do and figure out what makes me happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think those are all of my thoughts about it all, uh, and that's literally how I'm processing it as well, just this jumbled mess of, okay, what do I say no to? What do I say yes to? What makes me happy? What's realistic? What's practical? Do I have to do things I don't want to do? Is there any way I can avoid that? Um, is this decision good in the short term? And is it good in the long term? Is it not good in the short term, but good in the long term? Is it good only in the short term and not the long term? You know, like that kind of stuff. Um, and like doing it with the sense of my life is important to me, so I want to make sure that I'm in line with myself and going in the right direction. Um, but... Geez, to all the adults <laughs> who have done big decisions, it's a big deal. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty freaky, actually. Anyways, wow, that was a very bad rant. No, it's not a bad rant. It's interesting to think about, in terms of being a generalist, like we talk about, or doing multiple things. Really, life is.
that by the end of life, the possibilities and the opportunities have basically collapsed into one path. And for people who are our age or at a similar place in their life, regardless of their age, but who may have feel similar things in terms of making decisions, it's important for healthy integration of past life experiences to recognize up to this point where the opportunities have kind of coalesced into what has made up your life thus far. Because we have made many decisions by this point. And once again, regardless of whether you're listening to this as a high schooler or as a retiree who's in their 70s, there are still more decisions you'll make. Um, but the extent to which those decisions will alter your future or the, the totality of your lived experience varies depending on where you are. And I think that's part of the reason that when you're younger, the world is so full of possibility and opportunity because in a lot of ways, there's more different ways for you to branch out. And I think not to say that you can't change or adjust who you are at different points in your life, like it's stagnant, but realizing that you've gone through a certain set of experiences that have more or less primed and prepared you for a certain other set of experiences um, and being able to say comfortably, you know, this is what I'm going to do um, is hard. And I think harder than ever, whenever there's so much opportunity that it can be paralyzing to want to do anything or be able to do everything and, and kind of shy away from, from that commitment of, of, saying this this one thing is what I'm going to do this one job this one company I'm going to work with uh it's not it's not necessary once again everyone's experience is different but as far as I know everyone makes decisions and then at the end of their life has made all the decisions they've made that's kind of universal yeah and and I think there's definitely it's important to to reflect on like you said really, really down the road, who do you want to be at the end? Um, what, what would you have liked to have done at the end? You know, for you, if it's managing artists and helping them or not, not necessarily managing artists, but helping artists with the business side of art, making that as a career financially viable, whenever someone feels like, okay, it's overwhelming to think if I'm going to do this full time, then I would have to either sell this much or play as many shows or, uh, whatever different different ways they make money and then on top of that i'm gonna have to take care of all the other business business side of being on social media or marketing and um that's what you want to help people with it oh did i freeze yeah but i i can hear you someone's calling me i use my for everyone who's watching on youtube i use my phone it'll it'll stop in a second let me see i use my phone as my camera for everyone who's Come back. He's going to return. Bam. Sorry about that. Um, he's here. Uh, for everyone who's looking to get into any kind of video production, um, I use Epic Cam. This is, I'm not sponsored. <laughs> this is, I use Epic Cam because I was looking into buying Logitech webcams or what have you. And most iPhones have really, really high quality cameras now. 
And Epic Cam, I think, costs $4 or $7. And it's an app. And then your camera can just be your webcam. You plug it into your computer, and then it works. But I just got a phone call, and it caused my camera to freeze. So <laughs> proceed with caution. Anyway, thinking about what you want to do, and then potentially making decisions in the short term that will benefit that long-term mission. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's what it means to, to live. And I think that's a cool way to address kind of that paralysis by the sheer amount of options because it is it can get overwhelming right when you look at how many options you can take I remember I remember when we were in high school applying to colleges and then choosing which college to go to it was like there's so many and which one I choose will drastically change the direction of my life right and stuff like that but I think when you when you can take a step back and look at and 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 this is not to say you need to know what you want to be at the end of it all um, that's also a very, a thing that evolves and is not stagnant, but think about, you know, when, when your life story is told, um, what would you want it to encompass? Um, and I think, I think that's an answer that you should just flesh out over time and listen to your heart and, uh, recall things that you do love and remember things that you don't, and then slowly use that, use your past experiences, like you said, to refine so that you can slowly figure out the life that you want to take. Um, and that, you know, infinite, vast, uh, I guess, vast sense of opportunities then just boils down to this one line that is your life. Um, Again, easier said than done because it 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 requires you to I don't I don't know be like in in tune with yourself almost and recognizing where you want to go, and it also you know and that I think answers one of my doubts, which was like, will this dis maybe I don't want to do this job or this opportunity, but it's better for me in the long run for what I want to accomplish. And, and being okay with doing something you might not want to do um, for the sake of the thing that you want to become or, who, uh, you know, the sake of who you are. Um, or you can go, that's not going to, that's not good in the short term and it will not benefit me in the long run either. And, you know, that's a very, uh, you know, that's very clear. Or uh, it's great in the short term, but bad in the long term. And it takes you into a direction that you, that is not what you would want, um, but you were allured by the temptation of that short-term benefit, whatever it may be. Um, but being able to look at it holistically with time and not acting on impulse and emotion is something that I've had to learn. Um, but it really does, it, being intentional about the way you live your life is so important in that regard. And I think when you're, when you're talking about making decisions, Saying no to something is the least commitment because if you say no to something, you still have every other option. But as soon as you say yes to something else, you're saying no to all the other alternatives. Right. At the same time, if you never say yes to anything, then you still, time continues. And, and I think that's- will just disappear on their own. Right, right. I think there's, there's something to be said about opportunity- presenting itself and 
you won't necessarily have all the data to make the perfect decision. And there are times when you have to do something and make, make a move and say yes to something or you end up just kind of floating and living a life that's often more heavily influenced by the powers that be or actors that are out external. Which then gives me a question, right? Because what if you don't trust yourself or know yourself or know how to know yourself or know how to trust yourself? Then you don't even know what decisions are right or wrong because you don't know who you are in relation to self. And, and so now I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm definitely speaking from a point of view where I do trust myself and know myself so that I can know what direction I want to go to and that I can, and then I had to go through all the mistakes that I went through to know that. But I, I, you know, but that's a question that I don't have the answer to. Uh, but maybe something to think about, ponder. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it makes me wonder about the, the idea of the midlife crisis and how more and more we see people saying, oh, I'm going through a quarter life crisis. And we even see, we even see younger people more young people being feeling distressed over the outcome of their life or where mm -hmm. the direction of their life than ever before. Um, now I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say what is good or what is healthy and kind of put that judgment That's on, on any kind of behavior. But I think there's, there's a large possibility that the, the concept of the midlife crisis is just that individuals who have already gone through what could be viewed as around half of their life for the first time seriously thinking about who they are and starting to know themselves more and then realizing that the path, the path that they have taken or their actions may not be consistent with who they feel themselves to truly be. And at that point, it can be more difficult to, um, especially depending on your resources in terms of um, support systems and people you can discuss that with or how you're viewed in your community. If you have this identity in this community by the time that you're, I don't know, in your forties, then pivoting can feel more dramatic and more drastic. Um, and I, in some ways I think when that reflection gets moved earlier, that's what when people, it's our peers discussing quarter life crises yeah. of, I mean, you, once again, as an example of, someone who reflected and said, I actually don't, medical school is not right for me. For me, medical school is the only thing I can see myself doing. Um, and I, and I know that for myself through taking time after working in different industry positions and, and through research and, um, knowing, knowing that my desire is to better understand the human, uh, body and and how that relates to the human mind and, and human experience and also populations. But uh, this is, this is not, <laughs> but, but now, you know, but now we know that you were thinking about this and really developing what exactly you wanted to pursue. I mean, that was, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the things that I have done are, are in relation. And I also think, um, you know, I'm, I am a musician. I think this is something that is music is part of who I am. And it is part of the way that I, I view the world in it in my, role as a musician, uh, as a supporter of, at this point, Felix, really, in the music that he creates, but 
also previously with halftime my acapella group my acapella group the acapella group of which i was fortunate enough to be a part um, yeah. <laughs> and you were performing in in high school in theater and when i was younger in theater uh you know kind of being a part of a team and being a a hype man and you know we can do this and we can make something that's that's great and share it uh I think in some ways that's that's going to play into how I am as a physician in terms of helping people explore their their internal states and making those internal states externally expressed in in the most accurate way and kind of conveying that to to be able to go through life in a way that's whole and and healthy and fulfilling for them that's that's what I want to do as a doctor I think to sum that up so nicely for me, it was I shifted from I want to do everything to I want to do something meaningful. And I think that shift, and it was a slow and gradual shift for me, has helped me realize what I want to what I want it was like a one it was like the first step in realizing what I wanted to do because it was no longer me just wanting to do everything but it was me saying how can I use what I know what I love what I'm passionate about what I've experienced to then create impact maybe just for myself maybe for my friends maybe for a community maybe for a larger community um but I think that has ended my it hasn't ended it. I, I still experience paralysis and I'm like, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's happening because I'm a, I would say I'm a typically anxious person. Um, but I lost my train of thought because I'm a typically anxious person. Uh, what, what did I just say there? You're talking about paralysis, but making decisions and wanting to do something that's meanif- meaningful. And oh, your past it was just, it, I, I think, you know, uh, one thing that you said that really stuck out to me was, uh, you know, if you don't say no, or if you do say no, obviously all your options are open, but if you only say no, then nothing happens. And so at some point, right, it's like, oh, I want to do this. 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 Okay. But you're not doing them. So do you really want to do them? And so then realizing, okay, then what, you know, then, and also life is also about trial and error. So it's like, try it. And then if you don't like it, now you know. Try it. If you don't like it, now you know. Try it. Um, before you make the really big decision, the big commitment, you can do the little tests. It's kind of like marriage, I guess. It's kind of like a lot of things in life where it's like you you figure it out and then you are ready to commit when you're ready. But um, I think all in all, I'm just saying I'm finally growing up and realizing the importance of decisions and what it means to make what it means to make them like art what it means to make them like making art (laughs) to go full circle love everyone (laughs) uh we'll see you guys all next week oh thank you all for listening each week it would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review as well as recommend the podcast to people you know your feedback helps us improve allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us.
See you all next time. Nice. Dun 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 dun.